0: but I've grown to understand mm-hmm. some of it. And, and part of it has been to seek approval from white people, mm-hmm. from white audiences, from white venues. And my growth has led me to where I don't seek that anymore. Being Black is mm-hmm. not only enough, it's everything. It's everything I need, everything I would ever want.
1: and sometimes I'm dining a la carte. No matter how I'm dining, it promises to be delicious. Let's dig in. Thank you for being here. Before we get into our episode, I'd like to send a shout out to my supporters over at Patreon. Those people who are experiencing extra training, exclusive audio, exclusive podcasts, articles, and workshops. They're the ones who are helping me continue this work and who help support this podcast. If you'd like to find out how you can become a patron, find me over at Patreon, patreon.com backslash Maruska. Now let's get into our episode. Hey L'Oreal, how are you? Hi Sadie, thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. So full disclosure, L'Oreal is actually my baby sister. <laughs> <laughs> She's on the show for more reasons than just that. My sister is a formidable woman and I'm going to tell you a little bit more about her so that you can know exactly who's serving you up today. She is the co-owner and chief operating officer at Burroughs Inc. and The Sweet Spot. She's been in that position since 2012. Beyond her responsibilities as in operations, she is also co-producer and also a performer. But prior to that, L'Oreal graduated Georgetown Law in 1999. She worked at PricewaterhouseCoopers in both New York City and Paris. And she's a serial entrepreneur who found herself as a real estate agent in Manhattan. Then she found this. Hey, you mm-hmm. sound you sound really impressive off paper, baby.
0: <laughs> I, I, I wait till you meet me in person. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You are too much. <laughs> so, Lori L, it is it's good to see you, honey, or have you here. Thank you. So, I like to start all the interviews with kind of the same questions because it kind of breaks the ice. I know you get on and you're just all laced up and you're just a little nervous, but I want to ask you. What are you passionate about right now? Right now. Yes, in your life right now. What are you passionate okay. about? Okay. Um
0: <laughs> I'm passionate about staying as stress-free as possible. Does that count? Ah, yes. Oh <laughs> we yes. We're going through a a confluence of crises unprecedented in my lifetime. Oh. And oh, really? in my parents' lifetime, and so I'm passionate about walking almost five miles a day, eating healthy, sleeping enough hours every day, and uh, me and my partner, we have a no-stress zone here, <laughs> I and love it. we're passionate about it. Keeping that going uh, as long as we can.
1: Oh my gosh, I so relate to that because that is exactly where I've been. But I've been there since before all of this is going on. You know, I I jumped into that right after cancer. I was like, yes, oh, no stress zone, no stress for right. me. Do I need a nap? Yes, I'm going to go take that <laughs> nap. Do I, do I just need some tea? Yep. I'm going to do that. So yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot. So what's your superpower?
0: My superpower.
1: That's interesting. Well,
0: uh, one of my superpowers is that I, I can get personal with a stranger very quickly to understand their needs and their wants on a deeper, authentic level and try to respond to Ooh. that deeper unstated a lot of times wants and needs did that sound vague <laughs> yeah,
1: I like it well no I think that, that sounds, that's good that's good so how has that helped you in what you do right now you know being able to to, to do that how did how has that helped you
0: in my business
1: interestingly well
0: for sure I I manage our performance team which is uh and and in addition to that our logistics team for the sweet spot so uh managing performers that's a lot and so you have to kind of know how to bypass topical things of a person's personality maybe they're being challenging because they're having a bad day or, or something of that sort i i know how to cut through that and see you know what uh, let's talk about what's going on with you. Let's take a step away from this yes. work that we need to do right now. And let's, let's get into what's going on with you. And I'm able to put a certain level of, of comfort um, into the conversation and the space where after a conversation, we're ready to move forward. So I can give you a live example. We were doing a show in New Orleans at the House of Blues in New Orleans. And so this was during the show. It's towards the beginning of the show. Uh, Our burlesque dancer, Rouge, had just finished performing. She came off stage. She goes upstairs. And she's looking pissed. I don't know what's wrong. She's looking Mm -hmm. upset. And I'm, Rouge, what's wrong? I can't talk right now. And she's just upset. Now... (laughs) Part of of the issue is that we have a show that's still going. She has another performance to do in that show. And also there are other performers around who are all being affected by that energy.
1: She was very,
0: I I sat down with Rouge and I said, Rouge, take a moment, tell me what's going on. And she Mm -hmm. says,
1: Hi, I bet you're wondering how you can work with me. Well, wonder no more. Just go to diversitydish.com and get all the information right there at your fingertips. Whether you need an equity and inclusion consultant, speaker, or a coach to help you discover your social justice sweet spot, I'm here to serve. diversitydish.com I look forward to meeting you. She, she, she starts to get teary
0: and 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 shaking and emotional and she says it's just um, my anxiety and everything in terms of just emotional anxiety um and things were just all hitting at the same time mm-hmm. um something that she had been dealing with over the last couple of weeks and i mm-hmm. said to rouge i understand what i want you to do right now when you go back out there don't worry about how your performance is going to look. Don't worry about anything. Mm-hmm. This is why we practice. Mm-hmm. This is why we practice, practice, practice. Because right. all you have to do is go out there and do what you always do. Don't worry about whether or not it looks good. Don't, don't worry about any of mm-hmm. those things because you are a star. You're, mm-hmm. you're, what you do is, is phenomenal and everybody sees it. But you don't even have to think about that while you're out there. Just mm-hmm. dance. Mm-hmm. And by taking her aside and having that conversation, all of the energy was released. Nice. And and I know that if I hadn't done that, she could have inspected the whole show because now you're putting other people sort of, you know, their nerves are now increasing because the space is tense. You know, a lot of things yeah. can, can flow from there. But I was... I was able to have that conversation with her that for somebody else for my partner for example that might have been a scary conversation to try to have like oh, I don't know what's wrong oh she's she's mad don't talk to her right <laughs> now. you know yeah. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> that's a very yeah. literal example but it's something that just comes naturally to me on a day-to-day moment-to-moment basis
1: All Right. wow that's pretty awesome and you're right. Energy is so important, especially when you're doing the type of show that you do. It's it's important that everybody's energy stays up and everybody's energy stays positive and, and, right. and focused on what's happening. And so right. just one person being off, I can see how that could throw everyone off. Although the audience might not notice it, you right. would feel it and you would, you would notice it and it would, yes. it would affect you guys. So so that's that's fantastic. Wow. Well then that you know that kind of brings me to another question. I would like for you to tell me something that has happened to you during the show or during your travels that people would normally not believe, like they would think that that is too fantastical to have actually happened. And the reason, you know, the reason I ask that is because when black people or people of color say this thing happened to me, People who just can't relate, they go, no, that's- No, it that didn't. didn't no, it didn't. You know, right. or you were just reading it wrong. You know what I mean? Right. So I would like for you to tell me something that people would think would be so fantastical that it could not happen, but it actually did.
0: Right, right, right. Um <laughs> <laughs> So we I'll can talk about live story <laughs> all day, but let me talk about actual sure. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we yes. went for the first time okay. to a venue in Durham, North Carolina, yeah. and, uh, we arrived at the venue. We have a big four transit van, 12 mm-hmm. seater, 15 seater that we, you know, the whole team rides in. Mm-hmm. We get to the venue park where we're supposed to park. All of us get out of the vehicle. We enter the venue. We proceed to do exactly what we do for every show. We proceed to start setting up the rooms, setting ourselves up, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward, show begins. The venue provides the light and sound engineer. Yeah. And I'm only going to tell you my perspective, what I know directly. Sure. So the venue, the, the show is happening and Ainsley comes to me. I don't know what's going on with this sound guy. He disappeared. He keeps going outside. We need him inside during the show, during the whole show. He keeps going outside <laughs> to smoke with his friends. Right. Okay, Ainsley, I'm not sure what to, somebody needs to have a conversation with him. Ainsley attempts to have a conversation. Nothing gets fixed. Continues, da, 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 da. This happens throughout the whole show. Um, a couple other things happen through, throughout the show. Um, Rouge came to me and said, something's wrong with that guy. He's being rude, Blah blah-blah-blah-blah. I never spoke to the guy personally. Show completes. Um, We get Mm -hmm. back home. And now we're having a roundup with the venue owners. The venue emails us. Sorry to tell you, we can no longer work with you. Oh, really? Mind you, the show was (laughs) packed. (laughs) <laughs> All the people left the show yeah. like woo. So they made money. Time. Oh, they made money, and they admitted it. They know they made money. Yeah. They know the show was great. Yes, everybody told us the show was great. However, we can't have you back because we don't feel that the show matches with our culture as a venue, and also one of our per one of our workers told us that he didn't like how the the short. Black guy was treating his girls when they when they came out of the van. Now, oh, now oh no. Now the short black oh, guy no, no, is, no. Is, is my partner, Ainsley. His girls. I don't know what girls it's, Ainsley right. has. I know pimps have girls, right? I don't I don't right. even understand the verbiage. I don't know if this guy, who the, the sound engineer, maybe he's a pimp. Maybe he has girls. Because I don't even know where that right? verbiage came from. I don't like how Ooh. he wasn't treating his girls right. Mm-mm, that mm-mm. whole mm-hmm. idea mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. came out of a van and Ainsley was mine and the other women of the teams pimp.
1: Pimp. Yes. Ooh. The the it- I was so shocked. I was, I was like, <laughs> who
0: even talks like that? <laughs> Sorry, I messed this up. i was like, who Did even talks grab, like that has crouched my pearls. Your pearls? Who talks like that? Like, who talks <laughs> like that? And this is, and, and that's supposed right. to be because we're Black? Like, what? And and right. then the you tried to say, well, it wasn't because of him that we're not having you back. It's just not a good fit. Mind you, they made great money. All the audience left happy. That night, they didn't get a single yes. complaint from audience member, and right. that was the result. Uh, that that so, was that was my that was very shocking to me to read those words. I could I forward you the email is in writing. That
1: was shocking <laughs> <writing> for me. <laughs> I'm sure it's shocking for some of our audience members as well because the verbiage is very clear, mm-hmm. right? The verbiage is very clear. There's Mm -hmm. no denying the implication of the words. Right. And the fact that one of the things that a lot of people use when they don't want to hire someone of color or Mm -hmm. of a different background is, well, they just won't fit our culture. Right. That is a classic racist buy into racism statement it's a classic statement and we hear it all the time particularly when you're talking about
0: your your so your culture is really what the 10 max employees that you have working that night (laughs) everything else is an audience that we bring right
1: so Right. So what which culture <laughs> are you talking about? Absolutely. What
0: culture are you talking about? Right.
1: And they've had other burlesque so, shows there. Right. Oh, they've mm-hmm. had other burlesque they've shows. They've had there. white burlesque shows there. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. You know, we say these things and there's gonna be someone the audience who's gonna say, Well, maybe you misinterpreted, maybe you maybe that's maybe that's not what they meant, maybe that's not what they intended. Mm-hmm. What do you say to something like that? Like, I, say, I, say, I say forget what was intended, yes. Although, although,
0: yes, I would like to fight you. But that aside, <laughs> <laughs> forget what was intended. How about the result, right? The yes. result is, is yes. what matters here, is yes. that not only do you, on a regular basis, not have Black events at, um, at your space,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you are now not welcoming to a Black event. Because you might not be accustomed to the culture of our event. Mm -hmm. And the result is now that we don't have a venue in Durham, North Carolina, to cater to the Mm -hmm. audience of Durham, North Carolina, that, mind you, was a very mixed audience, black and white, who appreciated what we had to bring. Right. That's the result. Or or, or in, in Louisville. They're, without fear, we go to Louisville every three months for the last, I don't know, four years or plus. Mm-hmm. I promise you, every single time we go, they have the same light guy who has the same, I don't know what, issue with us. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's because we're Black, but mm-hmm. right. every time you go to say something to him, ah, can you can you put the brightness up? Ah, and let me show you what he has to do to fulfill my <laughs> request. This, Sadie.
1: <laughs> Just to push it
0: up. <laughs> that's, that's what he has to do to fulfill the right. request that we have
1: for the show that we produced right. and that we're putting on. Right. This. And that you understand. Right. That's it. So so in your opinion, because I, I, I already know that I feel as if it's a problem of taking direction from someone who is Black would you concur with that and do you think do you feel that that was probably the reason that there was 100%. a hundred
0: percent I can give you examples Wilmington we have a venue in Wilmington the the sound and light engineer there we're setting up um Ainsley's working with him to set up mm-hmm. you don't own the place you I don't work for you you don't Ooh. own the place Ooh. um I asked you to put this here and put that there because we have leased the place for tonight. You do work for us for tonight. Mind you, Ainsley doesn't even say that. Ainsley just, relax, Yeah, this is all I'm asking. Every time he's, uh, uh, another venue, I forget which city, it might've been Kansas City mm mm-hmm. um, After the, the it's pre-show, so right before the show's starting, but doors have opened. And Ainsley's asking mm-hmm. them to, uh, the sound is not loud enough. Can you right. please put up the sound? At least five times Ainsley sent Phenom somebody else to ask, because Ainsley's right. not getting results. Right. Real, go ask him to put up the sound. Phenom, go ask him to put up the sound. Da-da-da, go ask yeah. him to put up the sound. Finally, yeah. you, to Ainsley, you just come in here thinking your own place, trying to change everything around, trying to to do everything. Wow. Wow. And mind you, we're all like, where is this coming from? Because that wasn't even the tone of the conversation. He just blew up. You just come in here, take over the place. Those words, take over the place. The place. That was his problem, because once again, Sadie, let me show you what he needed to do. Yeah, (laughs) just push it.
1: The little button, you just need like to this. take the button and push it up and, you know, raise the volume, increase the volume. It's not that That's hard. It. But
0: you right. came over and took over the place like this is yours and you're telling us what to do. Exact
1: words. Yes. Every city that you have mentioned has been in the South. And Midwest, yes. And Midwest. That is not a coincidence, is it? That is, that is kind of par for the course, right? Um, yes. Because I was talking to someone else recently, and, and of course, you know, I lived in Atlanta for five years. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I noticed in the South is everybody needs to know their place, mm. especially Black people. Right. So when Black people come in and they don't know their place, quote unquote.
0: It gets very uncomfortable. There's pushback. Right.
1: Yes. There's pushback or there's the question, where are you from? Because mm-hmm. clearly you can't be from here because right. you don't know how we do things here, right? Mm-hmm. This culture here, you don't, mm-hmm. you, the, the, the underlying question is or statement is you aren't part of our culture. You don't understand our culture down here. Right. 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 So in order for yeah. you to not have that pushback, you would need to have a white producer. If you had one white person on your team mm-hmm. who was talking to all of them, mm-hmm. they would then feel, "Oh, he's in charge. It's okay. He's got yep. them in check."
0: Yep. Even if right. that person was just running logistics, and we said, "You know, just be the just be the mouthpiece yep. in between." Be the front. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely.
1: Yep. 100% you wouldn't have that, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's very interesting how these things happen. And they happen. And we are usually gaslighted and made to think that it's all in our minds. Or it's just it's just maybe he's having a bad day. Well, you know what? I have bad days, too. And on my bad days, I still don't do some of the things that people who have are, are having bad days do to other people. Right. Because it never occurs to me to be that person because I'm not that person. Right. Right. I don't have those thoughts or ideas. So, yeah. So now we have this very clear, (laughs) you know, avenue. If we're sitting, let's say, you know, a year from now, we're sitting around, we're celebrating, like we're really having a great celebration, besides the fact that maybe COVID is gone. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think has happened to shift your industry? Like, what do you think has happened to shift your industry that we would be celebrating? And this is kind of where we put, we go for your suggested solution to things like this. I think one you already said was that, you know, you could reach out to them and say, hey, thanks for the help you gave us, you know, reach out to the venues. But what else do you think could happen that you would, that we would be celebrating because it would be a real shift in the industry? Well, I'm
0: going to answer in a way that you might not expect. Okay. I've grown a lot personally since since coronavirus and particularly since the black Lives matter movement protests and the reckoning Mm -hmm. that resulted from those protests Mm -hmm. and as this growth is happening and evolving i don't have the opportunity to be on stage right now because of coronavirus so we're talking about a year from now when hopefully we are back on stage I will be celebrating, and as a company, we will be celebrating our Blackness. We always do, we okay. always have. But I've grown to understand where I was contributing to my own oppression. And I'm never gonna fully understand it. Okay. But I've grown to mm-hmm. understand some of it. And, and part of it has been to seek approval from white people, Mm -hmm. from white audiences, from white venues. And my growth has led me to where I don't seek that anymore. Being black Mm -hmm. is not only enough, it's everything. It's everything I need, everything I would ever want. And Mm -hmm. I will be celebrating our blackness unapologetically when I get back to that stage. And in a different way than I have before. Um, and I welcome everybody right. to come see that celebration. Everyone is welcome to come right. see and and celebrate with us you know yes, I want the right. white people to come celebrate our blackness with us right um, right but that's that's going to be very
1: special for me i'm not yeah, sure like yet it. how
0: that will affect the industry
1: <laughs> 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 well, you know living unapologetically black is an act of resistance anyway, Mm. right? Being unapologetically Black and being a Black person who recognizes their contribution to their own oppression and shaking off those shackles one at a time is an act of, what is it? Revolution. Yeah, and I would say to be It's part of the revolution.
0: Right, and to your point about solutions moving forward, that's part of the point, right? Is that at, as part of the solution, I need to come to a reckoning with myself as yes. part of before I can talk about other
1: solutions. So mm-hmm. that's
0: kind of the
1: the starting point. Right. Right. Ooh, I love it. Yes, girl. You and me together. are <laughs> gonna be. We're gonna. <laughs> we're gonna be even more. Uh, formidable than we already are. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we've had, I've I really enjoyed the information that you have shared, um, not just the aha, the oh my goodness, look what happened, but also the insight into um, being unapologetically Black. Is there anything, if you were going to step into my shoes, is there anything that you would have asked you that I did not ask?
0: I don't know that I would frame something as a question, but okay. okay. I suppose one thing that I wanted to... No, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Why not? Well, uh, well, well, let me think through it, but... um. One of the things that I want to be clear about, too, is that our company, in going to all of these venues, we are told many times by venues. And just to put things into perspective, we've probably been to over 60 venues around the country in the last six, eight years, 10 years, 15 years, Mm -hmm. I don't remember. The company's 15 Mm -hmm. years old. I've been part of the company for eight. Plus years, And one thing that we hear every time, regardless of whether they like us, is how efficient and how self-sufficient we are. Because we've, we've created such an installation with our company where we arrive, we always arrive a good 15, 30 minutes before load-in time. When we mm-hmm. get there, we have a system. We do the chairs ourselves, get the, get the equipment ready, get the lights ready. We have a system to, to the T. When I tell you that what, and this is not to toot our horn, this is to say that when I tell you that the work that we do is excellent and the the energy that we always bring to every venue that we enter is always positive and excellent and I do that, we do that because we believe in excellence. But there's a part of me that knows that we were doing that because we didn't want the white people to have something to say. We didn't yeah. want them to have a power over us to where they were being having aggressions against us, towards us. We didn't want to give them any reason for that. Just that knowledge is it affects me, you know, yeah. that we have mm-hmm. to constantly live in reaction because yeah. any person observed is always changed by the observer. Any situation, that's just yeah. how life is. And that's been part yeah. of my learning and my growth over these last couple of months. And it, you know, it's, it's had a good result But it makes me sad sometimes that the reason for some of our excellence is because of such a dirty idea,
1: racism. Yes, yes, yes. You know? It's like something that I saw, there's something that I saw that said that someone who, you know, we were watching these people get killed and when they get killed, they go into their backgrounds to find all the dirt that they can find. Yes. And it's yes. kind of like, so black people have to be perfect citizens right. in
0: right. order
1: to be, to, in order for for a, a killing not to be justified. That's right. It, it makes right. absolutely no sense. Whereas you right. see these some of these shooters, <laughs> these police officers, even these you know white boys running around with rifles shooting people. Right. They don't get scrutinized in that same way. The assumption being that they're a good guy gone wrong. Whereas the assumption, yes, whereas the assumption with any Black human is, well, he probably deserved it because he probably didn't do what he was supposed to do. He's not perfect. So we have to to show perfection where other people are allowed to falter as humans
0: do. Yes yes we have right? to to learn and grow and I will tell you the I'm very resentful at that I'm yes. resentful about yeah. that yeah yeah I don't know how else to say it I'm resentful I, I, that I've had to be perfect which I am <laughs> but <laughs> for that yeah. for that reason
1: I, I yes. am I am yeah yeah and I and I can and I can fully understand that feeling because I think I too have had those feelings of resentment where it's like well why do I need to be all of this and they just they can just be the you know mediocrity of the earth right Mediocre. Right. why is it Here, here's what I was thinking the other day you've got Cardi B singing wet ass pussy and oh my god she is a slut she's a whore she's a this she's a that and yet you got one man talking about he's going to grab some pussy and you make right. him president.
0: I think you just dropped the mic. I'm, just, I'm done with
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that and I thought, oh, my goodness. Oh, right. my goodness. Oh, right.
0: my goodness. Right. Oh, that speaks right. for itself.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm it absolutely does absolutely mm-hmm. and i'm so glad that she is not allowing anybody to deter her from what she's doing because you know absolutely. what she has the right to do whatever she's doing because she's making people happy just because you oh uh, you know you don't understand doesn't mean that it is not good stuff yeah i actually really like that song
0: <laughs> me too i felt so empowered honestly i felt so it's empowered that's a
1: good song <laughs> right so i have just two final questions for you number one the first question is what's something you hope people will remember about you when you pass on and i think i put that question in there because you know of course this week we've been dealing with with chadwick boseman having passed on and leaving an amazing legacy behind Mm. of you know charity charity but also of strength and grace and and in honor and you know that perfection quote unquote possibly right right but for, for you if you've ever thought about it like what what do you think you want people to remember about you
0: i think that i i'm not sure i would phrase it as to remember about me, but I would want people to be inspired by me living my fullest life to do that for themselves. Yes. Uh, So I constantly seek to live very authentically. um, Yeah. And enough so that I hope that that's what people see when I pass that they see that, that they're inspired yes. by it and that they want to do some, the same.
1: Nice. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, final question. <laughs> what is your favorite food dish and why? Just one? <laughs> well, you Just one. You, you can only pick one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well,
0: I'm going to choose Began barta. <laughs> it's a, um, eggplant Indian dish. It's an Indian eggplant dish. And okay. it's okay. my favorite because you can find a version of it almost anywhere in the country that has an Indian restaurant and pretty much everywhere in the country actually has an Indian restaurant. And it's delicious. Yeah, it's woo-woo. spicy. I love Indian food in general because it's spicy and, and I enjoy eating vegetarian more so than than meat, so I always seek out vegetarian Mm -hmm. food, so it's a vegetarian dish that I can find almost anywhere in the country, it's delicious, maybe because I don't get it often enough, because where I live right now in Brooklyn, I don't, isn't that amazing? I don't actually have quick access to it, um, because we live on the outskirts of Brooklyn, so (laughs) (laughs) so I think I'm going to go with that with vegan pasta (laughs)
1: Nice! I love it I love it well I'm going to have to try it because you know we're dishing and talking about food dishes I'm going to have to try it oh yes
0: it's great with little peas and (laughs) onions
1: I'm making you hungry now (laughs) yes you are (laughs) oh well thank you so much L'Oreal for coming on the show it has been not only enlightening but It has been fun and I, girl, I'm like, (laughs) go out there and conquer the world and be your authentic self and let everybody know that you are unapologetically black. That is your resistance and I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Hey, did you enjoy that episode? If so, please leave a review. It would mean the world, but only if it's a good one and you really did enjoy it. In which case, it would be awesome if you help support my work over at Patreon. The link is in the show notes. And finally, before you go, don't forget, we have a date. See you soon.